This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Uh, okay, this is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your Samson Folk, and you're joining me after the Raptors loss. That's right. Another loss. I guess that means they've lost, would be, four of five? Yeah, four of five. Not so great. And uh, yeah, they lost 127 to 100. Largely the reason they lost this one was Trey Young had 41 points, 11 assists. And so the difficult thing with this game is... The Raptors tried a lot to stop Trey, and he had an answer, which sometimes is the case when you play superstars. And so defensively, I genuinely don't have that many qualms with what happened because they are missing OG. He's a very integral part of their defense. Could could there have been possessions where things went better? Yes, but Trey, for the most part, his touch was just immaculate in this game. He hit easy shots after getting to that point, after, you know, using his dribble. He hit hard shots when the Raptors played good defense. He finished 17 of 24. And the Raptors tried a lot of different styles of defense against him. They, mostly in the first quarter, tried the lock and trail for the guard and drop defense for the big. When Kem Birch was in, that was very unsuccessful, and they did not have an easy time stopping that. When Precious Sachua came in, the first drop possession he actually played, Trey tried to take it to him at the bucket, and he blocked him. He was also pretty good playing at the level of the screen, too, and in drop. I thought Precious was pretty good in um, he was pretty good in those scenarios. But the thing with Trey and what happened in the second quarter when he really started cooking and where the game really turned, because when the Raptors started out the game, it started out pretty slow for both teams. They were kind of getting a feel for each other. The Hawks were, you know, there's quite a bit of Bogdanovich on ball. Or sorry, not Bogdanovich. Herder on ball. And DeAndre Hunter is getting his touches too. And they're filtering through some of their set actions. And the Raptors similarly, you know, kind of lacking punch as well. But the Raptors picked things up really when Precious Sachua checked in at the kind of the end of the first quarter-ish. Well, the middle closer to the middle probably of the first quarter and into the second quarter. But then they gave up an 18-0 run and later gave up a 16-0 run. And that 18-0 run, defensively, I wouldn't really change anything because what the Hawks did was they stopped running screening actions. 
And that is a really big deal because it completely changes the complexion of how your team operates defensively. And the problem, by and large, was that Trey Young was able to beat anybody off the bounce. When it was Fred Van Vliet, one of the best guard defenders in the league, he dusted Fred repeatedly. And Fred has a lingering knee issue. That that could be a factor. Maybe he just had a bit of an off night, but he had nothing to give Trey as far as defense. Gary Trent Jr. tried it. He was even worse. Scotty Barnes tried it. He was worse. Uh, they even used Chris Boucher on a possession to close out the second half. It was an end one. Trey was playing with him almost. And so that changes the Raptors' discipline and their schematics defensively of how they throw help at Trey. And also, it, it completely changes the way you tag like the role man for the Hawks. So where the Raptors were doing a pretty good job with Precious and Drop, for example, is negating the lobs and also being able to contain you know, Trey in, in the middle of the floor, making sure that he can't really get off too many easy, easy shots. And Precious did a good job of that. But when Trey is just beating guys straight up off the dribble and, you know, there's a guy hanging out in the dunker spot and eventually Trey gets deep and one of Precious or Boucher or whoever, Birch, has to step up, that's different than how you guard and drop. It's you're stepping into space rather than backtracking and trying to create like a zone between yourself and the the diving rim runner, all that kind of stuff. And Trey, the Hawks, they kind of inverted what the Raptors wanted to do defensively after the Raptors had some success. And it completely broke the Raptors' defensive principles. They had a lot of trouble in this game. Now, on the other side of things, the Raptors could have helped themselves a lot by scoring the ball. Giving up an 18-0 run is not you know, an indictment of the defense fully. It's also an indictment of your offense. And the Raptors, after building up a lead and getting up to a great start, they didn't have a very easy time creating, whether it was Fred or Pascal. And then Precious is basically the only other notable offensive guy as far as output goes. He had 21 and 9. There's a reason Precious played heavy minutes and finished this game at plus 7. He played 30 minutes. He was a plus 7. Gary Trent Jr. played 30 minutes. He was a minus 29. That's how positive a run Precious had. And you can't extrapolate everything because of plus minus, but I'm telling you, he was great. And so there were a couple plays early on in the second quarter where the Raptors started running their 4-1 or 1-4 pick and roll with Pascal and Fred. And they were getting looks because of how difficult it is to guard those guys in that action. Fred in particular, getting open. But... This is another game where Pascal is, we don't know what the sickness is, but he's sick and he's trying to fight through it. And he very clearly was lacking the burst today and the ability to bang around and the shot making. He hit six shots, six out of 16 this game, but he hit all the easy, easy ones. He did not hit any shot that would be considered even, you know, median difficulty or anything like that. It, it was a really tough night for him as far as shot making goes. And so the Raptors didn't have him to rely upon and he checked out and Fred wasn't getting to all the places that he's used to getting to. Maybe again, that lingering knee or just being bottled up by a defense that was engaged. And, you know, his shot making at 24 points and nine assists, but he took 22 shots to get there. He took 14 threes and by God, he couldn't create anything easy. He shot the ball really well, given what types of shots were available to him. And he ended up at like 
But it was a good shooting night for him given how difficult it was. And that's basically the point. When Fred can't create anything easy for himself, he's typically not creating anything easy for other people. So Gary, three for 10. Scotty Barnes got into foul trouble, was having a horrible defensive night, couldn't find much room for himself on offense. He only took five shots. Ken Birch, 0 for 3. Chris Boucher only took two shots because he's not being supplied with these, these shots by guys like Pascal and Fred. And Fred doesn't bear as much responsibility in this game as Pascal does. I mean, Pascal made some really nice passes, but overall, I think the ball stayed in his hands a little bit too long for the level that he was creating at. And so all these other players that are dependent on Pascal and Fred to create, they just weren't able to be supplied with any shots. And that's why the precious 21 points in this game was pretty miraculous. He did a really good job of plugging where he needed to. But yeah, like Thad Young came in, gave you 10 points, but it was kind of a scrappy 10 points. And, you know, it's they gave him some handoffs. He turned it downhill, but it wasn't of much consequence. And the Raptors, you look at this game, they and, and the last game as well, this is a team that desperately needs Siakam and Van Vliet to kind of put on their cape and be superheroes to take them away and save them because Gary Trent Jr., while he had just that incredible run of like 10 games of like 28 points per game, right, or 11 or 12, he he's not that player all the time. And it's, it's awesome that he can even become that player for stretches, like hell yeah, Gary Trent, but he's not going to carry you through every single game. That's why Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet get the big bucks. One of them is, well, they're both injured to some degree right now, and they're both having struggles creating in a way that we haven't really seen this year when they've been healthy, right? We, we've seen Pascal. They played the Hornets last night. They played the Hawks tonight. Pascal obliterated both these teams, and not because of shooting touch, but because of his burst and his handle and his ability to get to spots on the floor and it just was lacking tonight. So it's tough, man. The Raptors, they they threw so much at Trey. They they defend at the level of the screen. They even tried out the the brand. Well, it's not brand new, but kind of, you know, one of the popular and hipster defensive schemes that you can run or, you know, defensive actions you can run against the pick and rolls, the switch, the blitz. And it, it just didn't go well. And then especially with the Hawks just deciding like, yep, Trey is just going to ISO. He's going to beat Fred. He's going to beat Scotty. He's going to beat Gary. He's going to beat Chris Boucher. All these different guys. And it inverted the defensive principles and the Raptors just didn't have anything for it. Trey came downhill, got to, you know, within 12 feet, started popping up those floaters. If somebody steps up early, it's a little in and out dribble and he gets all the way to the rim. He was comfortable, even if Fred was maybe just on his hip, taking that little escape dribble, getting to like a 17-foot pull-up from mid-range. It was tough. He, he put on a masterclass. It's just the Raptors didn't have the juice to keep up with him. And honestly, if the Raptors score better in this game, the Hawks probably don't make it past 120 points because they're taking the ball out of their own basket a lot more often. And Obviously, the Hawks did a good job of running out in transition the same way that the Hornets did. And the Raptors are just getting beat, man. These games are ugly. And it really does stem from their inability inability to create on offense right now. They just have nothing going. It's tough. And it, it would be really nice if OG was there for how much he brings to the defense and the fact that he's a big part of something they do offensively, the post-up. And he's also a massive part of their spacing, their shooting. And, and he even gives you a little bit of initiation above the break, not at the level that I think 
he'll get to that I want him to be at this year. But he provides a lot offensively and a lot defensively, and the Raptors miss that right now. And you, you can tell, man, they they need it. Reggie Evans Ward, that's precious to Chua. I think that's pretty clear. Poster dunk, running out on the break a lot, just trying to make things happen all over the floor. He, he was he was really good. The rest of the team did not match him, but he was really good. Ah, quick reaction comment from Niagara underscore dude. Quotes. I don't want to overreact after two ass-kicking ball losses, but our team defense is not the same without OG and his 3 and D. OG won this team a load of games by making both some clutch shots and threes in tight games and then shutting down top scorers. I mean, our next game will be against a team without three all-star players in their starting lineup. A win doesn't mean much there, and a loss would just be downright embarrassing. Either way, plenty to clean up on, and we need more energy, especially in third quarters, end quote. Yeah, well, the Raptors are typically like a really good third quarter team. And yeah, as far as like, you can even look back to the last, Hawks game the Raptors played. OG was in that game and he switched out twice on Trey Young when there, it was a close game. The Raptors were trying really hard to win it. And Trey Young could not score because OG was the guy stepping out on him. And, you know, the Raptors obviously weren't in a position where this game could have been close. But you, yeah, you have to wonder in in those tight circumstances if you if you're able to throw OG at Trey just for a spell, four possessions here five possessions there, if that helps swing things. And then offensively, as I talked about, he adds a different element, a unique element to the Raptors. And he changes how you get to guard Fred and Pascal, for example, and even Gary, right? So, yeah. Um, You don't want to overreact because this could just be bad things that are happening for the Raptors. Maybe like Pascal really is feeling terrible because the Raptors have looked good over this last however stretch because Pascal has been undoubtedly an all NBA level talent during that stretch. And even like borderline, he'd be on the MVP ladder, right? And Fred before that was just doing tremendous playing awesome basketball. So you need your star stars and the Raptors currently aren't getting that output. And yeah, the team defense is in a really, really tough place, but at least they tried stuff tonight. We got different looks. Thanks for writing in Niagara dude. I hope you have a good night listener. I hope you enjoyed listening where they got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.